This is a podcast from Delancey Elim Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 in the Delancey Elim Church building at Le Bank St. Samson in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk. Well, today I'm going to be finishing this um, teaching series that we've been doing, Different Gifts, Same Spirit. So if you've got your Bibles, just open it to 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to read that um, a little later on. But let's have that open and ready. Um, we've been looking, we've already looked at seven of the gifts um, listed in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, today uh, we're going to be looking at tongues, the final two tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. It's been really interesting, it's been exciting how uh, the different gifts have, we've seen how the different gifts have worked together and it's been exciting to to remind ourselves of how the gifts of the Holy Spirit work, um, how we define them and their their importance and their purpose for us, the body of Christ. Before we look at tongues and the interpretation of tongues, um, I want us to look at a few pictures Um, I've entitled them Lost in Translation. Um, Let's have a look at these different things. Here we are. These are mostly Chinese signs that have been translated. Hand grenade. If you can't see that, it says, carefully fall into the river. <laughs> I'm not sure what coastal is a translation of, but... <laughs> Execution in progress. sure where that is, but there we go. <laughs> so that's a, a little funny look on um, translations that have been clearly very wrong. Um, so let's remind ourselves of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's read that now. First one says, now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. Hence our title of this teaching series, Different Gifts, Same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy. To another distinguishing between Spirits. To another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, 
And he gives them to each one just as he determines. Praise God and God bless the reading of the word today. Let's, let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and we exalt you this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word is alive and it is living in us, Lord. And I pray today, Lord, as we come to a conclusion of this series, this teaching series on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that, Lord, we will be, as the Apostle Paul says, that we would earnestly and eagerly seek after these gifts, Lord, and so that we will see the church of God, your body, being built up and edified. And so, Lord, we pray your blessing on this word this morning in your awesome name. Amen. Praise God. Let's look at tongues this morning. Start off with tongues. Tongues means languages. Different tongues means languages that have not been learned. As with all the other gifts, as as we have looked at over these past few weeks, the gift of tongues, of different tongues, is supernatural. It's not something that we can learn. It's not something that can be taught. You can't learn this language at school. It is a supernatural gift of the Holy Spirit and is given to him, to us. Thank God. Out of all the spiritual gifts, the gifts of tongues is the most common of all the spiritual gifts. And so, therefore, it is extremely important to us as the body of Christ. Let me give you a few facts, a few things about the tongues. First of all, tongues is a gift for all. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 5 says, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. So, tongues is for everyone. It's not just for a, a select few. Tongues is for everyone. The Apostle Paul is clear in that, in his instructions in 1 Corinthians 14, by saying, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. Tongues can be used anywhere, any time, and in any circumstance. Tongues is the, the primary gift by which we can personally edify ourselves. You know, the whole of this teaching series, the, the purpose of the gift of the Holy Spirit is to edify and build up the church. That is clearly stated in 1 Corinthians 12, that it is to build us up as the church, as the body of Christ. And that's building us up in the faith, that's encouraging us. I believe it also is for building the church um, spiritually, building us numerically as well, as the gift of the Holy Spirit works in the body of Christ, I believe many will come to Christ. So it's the primary gift. Um, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. So that's something great about the gift of the, of the different tongues. It not only edifies the church, but it edifies us individually. Um, tongues um, is a good way of using the gifts of the Spirit. When we are prayed for and baptised in the Holy Spirit, um, we'll look at this in a moment, um, it, the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is usually the gift of tongues. And so, by using the gift of tongues, it, it gets us in, in connection, connecting with God and the Holy Spirit. And so, therefore, um, it is a great way into um, being open to allow the Holy Spirit to use us in the other gifts. Tongues is a spiritual language. Um, God is spirit. So, tongues allows us to communicate 
and talk to God better than we could ever could in our natural speech. You know, our prayers are good and as we give our prayers to God in petitions and we pray to God, like we prayed this morning, thanking God, praying for healing, praying for all sorts of things, we can pray those things and God and Jesus encourages us to do that. But also we have this extra dimension as followers of Jesus, as spirit-filled followers of Jesus, to be able to speak this heavenly language so that we can communicate with God. And so that sometimes, as it says in another passage, that we don't know what to pray, do we? But the Holy Spirit gives us utterance through the gift of speaking in different tongues. So let's have a look briefly at this. Speaking in tongues is evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When someone is baptised in the Holy Spirit, it is safe to say that they will have the ability to speak in different tongues. And scripture um, backs this statement in a number of ways and in a number of different places. If we just think about the day of Pentecost, on the day of Pentecost, um, when the Holy Spirit was poured out in that tremendous, powerful, awesome way, everyone spoke in different tongues, it says. The people that were present uh, at that day when the power of the Holy Spirit came on day of Pentecost were all from different places. They all spoke different languages. They were from different backgrounds. Yet they all experienced the same thing. The speaking in different tongues. Let's have a look at some other scriptures. Acts chapter 2 verse 4 says, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. The 120 in the upper room in that passage in Acts 2, clearly we see here, as they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they began to speak in other tongues. Let's have a look at Cornelius and his household um, in Acts chapter 10. Verses 44 to 47, it says this, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Can anyone keep these people from being baptised with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So there we see Cornelius and his household. Peter is there. The Holy Spirit is being poured out. And they were speaking in tongues. Let's have another example of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the, the, power, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the gift of tongues as a, as a result of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In, in Ephesians, we the Ephesian church in Acts chapter 19 verses 1 to 6 let's read that it says while Apollos was at Corinth Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus there he found some disciples and asked them did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed they answered no we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit so Paul asked them what baptism did you receive John's baptism they replied Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. So again, another example 
And you will see that as I've been doing this teaching series, I like to illustrate the gifts of the Holy Spirit through Scripture. And those scriptures there just illustrate the fact that when you are baptised in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues follows, and that is an evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. One of the evidences. Remember that the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for the building up and for the edifying of the church. And so speaking in tongues, in different tongues, builds us up spiritually. Jude 20 says this, But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues builds us up as an individual. Speaking in tongues with interpretation, which we'll look at a bit later on, builds us up as the body of Christ. I don't know about you, but when I'm going through difficult times, maybe stuff, you know, as a pastor, things are very often said about the pastor. When things are, or, or difficult things that we're going through, I know the way I deal with it is by praying in the Holy Spirit. Maybe when people say things about you or you're going through a difficult time, you find the same by, by praying in the Holy Spirit, by speaking in tongues and, and speaking in our heavenly language, we feel a sense of the power of God in our lives and it helps us and it equips us and it edifies us and it builds us up as we um, go through those difficult times. Or maybe when we're praying for those that need healing, by praying in the Holy Spirit, it, it, it builds up our faith. It encourages us. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4 to 5 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. I've quoted this before, but I would rather have you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets, so that the church may be edified. So we see the difference there between edifying ourselves with tongues and edifying the church within interpretation. Clearly the church is edified when speaking in tongues and is interpreted. Sometimes there is a confusion between prophesying and interpretation of tongues. Some believe that the speaking in tongues is equivalent to prophecy. Uh, their view is based upon the passage that we just read in 1 Corinthians 14. Others believe that interpretation of tongues is not the same as prophecy. And that when a tongue is given and when an interpretation is given, it is an interpretation of what that person was saying to God. I believe, I'm not going to stand, I'm not going to stand on the fence on this, but I'm not, I believe that both of them work together. Sometimes when a tongue is given, it is given as a, prophecy, as a, a word from the Lord. Sometimes when a tongue is given, it is as that person is praising God uh, and worshipping God. And we, we sometimes receive a, a re, an interpretation of tongues in that manner. I believe God is an awesome God, a, an amazing God, and I believe that the two can work together very, very well, actually, in building up the body of Christ. That sometimes the interpretation of tongues is in the form of a prayer to God. Other times it is a message for the church. Remember, the title of this sermon is Different Gifts, Same Spirit, and they work together. And so, I believe they work together at times. In this um, series, especially in the la this, this um, lesson and last lesson, we, 
we, we have been looking in 1 Corinthians 14 to give us some instructions. Last week it was about prophecy and then also in 1 Corinthians 14 there is instructions about the gift of tongues, speaking in different tongues. And I believe that Paul wanted to put in this chapter some clear instructions on prophecy in tongues because out of all the gifts of the Spirit, these will probably be the most two that are most commonly seen and used in our gatherings, prophecy in the, and tongues in interpretation of tongues. So let's have a look at 1 Corinthians 14 and it shows us I think, seven, seven different things that we can learn in instructions about tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Firstly, speaking in tongues must not be given too much importance. <coughs> um, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 6 says, Now brothers, if I come to you and speak in tongues, what good will I be to you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or word of instruction? And verse 26 says, What then shall we say, brothers? When you come together, everyone has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. All of these must be done for the strengthening of the church. And so, tongues is not raised at a, at a, higher, a higher place than all of these things. It's part of our gatherings. Um, secondly, speaking in tongues is to be limited to two or three utterances. And we, we learn that in verse 20. Seven, where it says, if anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at the most three should speak, one at a time, and someone must interpret. Thirdly, we see speaking in tongues in the public service must be interpreted, and that's also what I've just read there in verse 27. Someone must interpret. Fourthly, those who speak in the public service are to keep silent if no one is present to interpret. We learn this from verse 28 where it says, If there is no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and God. Again, this shows you, like, prophet, like I said last week, the prophecy, that even though the power of the Holy Spirit is working in us and through us, we still have the ability to allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to use us in a way that we don't have to do it right there and right then. You know, when you get a word of prophecy, it doesn't have to be spoken right then. We need to use wisdom. Um, God likes order in our services. And the same with the tongues. Fifthly, those who speak in tongues in a public service are to pray that they must, may also interpret. So um, we find that in verse 13 where it says, For this reason, anyone who speaks in the tongue should pray that he may interpret what he says. And so that is a prayer that we can pray if we feel that we have a, a, a gift of speaking out in tongues in a service um, that we pray for the interpretation. And that happens sometimes. Sometimes you will hear someone give a tongue and they will interpret what they've just said. And that can happen as well. You cannot limit God and how the Holy Spirit wants to work through us. Couple more, verse six, uh, the sixth one. Speaking in tongues is not forbidden. Um, verse 39 says, Therefore, my brothers, be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. And finally, um, finally on this um, chapter 14, verse 40, speaking in tongues is not to cause confusion. Because it says in verse 40, But everything 
That's coming off the back of verse 39. But everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. I've, I've said this already last week and this week, that God likes us to... In our times of worship together, there has to be some order. Order that is determined by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, you know I, I, we often pray before we come in on a morning. You know, we've, we've got a plan of what... I've got a plan of what I want to happen in the service, but I allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. And we are open to allowing the Holy Spirit to take over and take control of our services. Sometimes he does. Sometimes it goes a completely different way to, to how um, we planned it to go. The purpose of the gift of diff- speaking in different tongues is twofold. One, it is the edification of the individual. Secondly, it is for the edification of the body of Christ when it is interpreted. And this is an important point that I want to express. The gift of tongues and interpretation are not to be used for our personal direction. It's clear from here that the gift of tongues, when we speak it and we speak to God, it is for our personal edification. And it does. It builds us up, doesn't it? It edifies us. When a tongue is given in a service and it is interpreted, it is for the edification of the church. And Paul is clear in this purpose of the gift of tongues, that it is for edification, it is for exhortation, it is for comfort of the church. This by no means suggests that the gift of tongues is to be used for personal guidance. We have prophecy for that, but it's an important point which I want to make this morning, that the gift of tongues is for the edifying of the church and for the individual. When it is used in personal prayer, it builds us up. When it is used in our gatherings, it is interpreted to build us all up as the church of God. So that's the gift of speaking in different tongues. Let's have a look at the interpretation of tongues this morning. Interpretation means explanation. Explanation means giving meaning. Interpretation does not mean translation. Like those... um, wrong translations that we saw up there, the, the, the gift of interpretation of tongues is not a translation of tongues. That's an important point this morning. It is the interpretation of tongues. And we'll see as I unfold that the difference between translation and ter- in interpretation. Translation uh, means to say the same thing in another language. You know, Emily's doing French at the moment. And, uh, you know, she has a list of words that are translated. And so, they are not interpreted, they are translated. Even though um, these men, are called, well, men and women are called interpreters, they are a translation of the word. The gift of interpretation is not translation. I want to make that an important point this morning. Therefore, the interpretation of tongues is given meaning of what is said in another language. And this is, of course, by the power of the Holy Spirit not by our own understanding. Like, a, like I said earlier, you cannot learn how to interpret tongues. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit. The whole subject of tongues and the interpretation of tongues is a very controversial subject. In my research for, for um, today's word and research for the whole of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I have read many articles, I have listened to many talks, watched videos on many different views 
And the, the use of tongues, interpretation of tongues, seems to have a lot of controversy around it. Um, that's both inside the church and outside of the church. Some people believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and especially the gifts of tongues and interpretation, were only for then and not for now. Obviously, I'm a spirit-filled Pentecostal minister, so I believe that the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are, are still for now. They didn't die out with the apostles. And I can testify, I've grown up in the church, in the, in the Pentecostal church. I've grown up in the church, and I've been, used by, I've been used in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I've certainly seen it being used in the church in a genuine and real way. Yes, I have seen it used and abused. But on the whole, the gifts of the Holy Spirit have been used for their purpose to build up and to edify the church. I'm not going to go in a long um, explanation this morning on why I believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for now and not died out with the apostles. Um, that is a whole different Sermon, and maybe I'll do another sermon some other time on that, and why I believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit um, are for now and for the use of the church now. Um, but what I will, I'll give you a couple of scriptures, maybe just to whet your appetite this morning, to uh, maybe go home and study this. But what I would say when you're studying this, sometimes you will hear some crazy things, some things that are really against what I would say, and take it, read it, listen to it but always do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, because there are false teachers out there and we need to use the gift that I spoke of last week, the distinguishing between spirits. Um, those that believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not for now often use this passage to prove their point. And it's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8. And they use this where it says, love never fails. We sang that this morning, didn't we? Love never fails, never gives up on us. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. And so this is a verse that they will use. They believe that, that, it, that it says um, prophecies will cease, tongues will be stilled, knowledge will pass away. But I want to read on further. Verse 9 says this, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Verse 10 says, But when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. Now I understand that. I interpret that passage there as saying that when perfection comes, that is when we will no longer speak in tongues and prophesy. I don't believe perfection has come yet. Perfection will only come when Jesus comes again. And Jesus has not come again. And so, I believe that's why we, as the church, continue to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We continue to prophesy. We continue to speak in tongues. And um, verse, verse 9 says, um, we prophesy in part and when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. So I believe that when the perfect comes, when perfection comes, we will prophesy in full. We will, we will know in full. And so to me, the very verses that people use to prove against 
the, the, the use of the gifts of the Holy Spirit now actually prove, prove to me that they are. And the argument is clear there, for me anyway. One more verse, uh, otherwise I'll, you'll, you'll have me going all morning. Um, ver, um, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 7 says, where it says, Therefore do not lack any spiritual gift. If you look at that in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 7, this is as plain as day. It says, Therefore you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will keep you strong to the end. Clear as day there, isn't it? We continue to use, do not lack any spiritual gift until we, we eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. Jesus Christ has not been revealed to us. Jesus has not come again. And so we keep on waiting until the end. Keep strong, it says, until the end. And the way we keep strong is by building ourselves up by edifying ourselves with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So that's just a little taster to whet your appetite. Go home, study those, look at other scriptures. Go back to the interpretation of tongues. One of the questions that arise about the interpretation of tongues is why does the speaker, sometimes the speaker of tongues will, will give a long tongue and then the interpreter will give a very short interpretation. And so people say, well, have they interpreted the message correctly. Well, we have to go back to what I was saying about the difference between interpretation and the difference between translation. When someone gives a, t- a gift of speaking in tongues, they are given interpretation. Now, let me illustrate this some way. If I were to ask Sally, uh, um, when I come home from the office and say, how has, been your, how has your day been? My wife would give me a long half an hour of what her day has been. I've been modest there. Um, <laughs> now, if, if I come home and my wife says, how has your day been? I will say, oh, it's been fine, thanks, dear. And so, some people interpret things very differently. Um, and some people will say a lot about one thing. Other people will get straight to the point. And I, I, I'm not... Uh, I'm not they're not splitting the sexes here at all because because I know men that can give me a long spiel about a very small thing so it's not um, I'm not uh, causing a a problem here I hope (laughs) but you understand what I'm saying when an interpretation comes it can it it, it is what a gist if you like of what that person was saying in their tongue and so that will answer that question Um, Another question that I'm asked is, how can I know that the Holy Spirit wants to manifest the gift of interpretation through me? Well, the answer is much the same as for any of the gifts. In your spirit, you feel a a great urge. It's hard to explain. People will have experience it in a different way. Maybe your heart beats. Or maybe you just know in your heart, in your spirit. And so... When someone gives a gift of of speaking in different tongues, um, if you feel that urge, that that pounding maybe it is, whatever it is, uh, how it manifests in you, it is is then just just speak forth. Just speak forth. You may only have a few words to say, but you you will speak those words forth, and before you know it, you've given the meaning and the interpretation of that tongue. It means stepping out in faith, and trust in God because God 
is an awesome God and he wants the best for us. And, you know, when a gift of tongues is given and, and, and you feel you have interpretation, just step out in faith. We're all family here together and so we love each other and we support each other. And in fact, when people give a tongue, a, a tongue or people give interpretation tongues and maybe they've not been used in that before, I know that builds me up and it edifies me and it encourages me and I'm filled with joy because God is using his people. The purpose of the gift of interpretation of tongues is to edify and it's to build up the church. I hope that message has come through clear enough. And it does this by giving the meaning of what is spoken in the heavenly language of tongues in the public service. Edification comes to the body of Christ as the church understands what is spoken in the different tongue. The church is then lifted to new heights of worship, of new heights of prayer, of giving thanks to God. I know there have been times, countless times, when a tongue has been given and interpretation has been given, it has really built me up. It has edified me. Countless times. It's blessed me. Personally built me up. It's personally enriched my life, my walk with God. Through, through the gift of interpretation, the whole church is strengthened and is united. And so we come to the end of this journey that we've been on, the end of this teaching series on different gifts but the same spirit. And it's been a good journey. And uh, we have reminded ourselves of this great passage here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And let me just summarise and remind ourselves of what we've looked at. We've looked at the message of wisdom, which is a word of good judgement based upon knowledge. Uh, We've looked at the message of knowledge, which is an expression of knowledge given by the Holy Spirit. We've looked at the gift of faith. Faith is given by the Holy Spirit to meet, excuse me, a special need. We have looked at the gifts of healing, which operates supernaturally to heal sickness and situations. We've looked at the working of miracles, which is supernatural power to do things which are otherwise impossible. We've looked at the gift of prophecy, speaking one's own language in the power of the Holy Spirit or divine ability to foretell or foretell. Distinguishing between spirits, which is a special ability given by the Holy Spirit to look beyond what ordinary men see when a spirit is manifesting itself. It is the ability to know by which spirit a man or a person is speaking or acting. We've looked at the gift of tongues today, which is a language that cannot be learnt or taught. It is given by, as a gift by the Holy Spirit. And finally, we've looked at the interpretation of tongues, the ability to interpret the meaning of a message in tongues. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, I say it one more time, are for the edifying and building up of the body of Christ. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we can see that here in Delancey. I thank God for um, the, the, the flow of the Holy, gift, the Holy Gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in our meetings. And I, I pray that as a result of reminding ourselves uh, of this passage, that we will all eagerly desire earnestly desire these gifts and that we will be amazed by the power of the Holy Spirit as it works in our lives as individuals but as it works in our lives as a church you know we've had prophecies recently we had prophecies and words from the Lord calling us to be expectant and 
Whenever we come together, let's be expectant to, that the Holy Spirit is going to move in our meetings. It won't just be a list that we're going to go through each Sunday. We're not going to just sing songs, take the offering, do the notices, have a word and go home, but that, that we will be led by the Holy Spirit, that glory will fill this place, that we will know the presence of God in our services as we move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let's be confident and obedient in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to finish with this great verse that I've quoted throughout um, this teaching series from, found in Galatians 5, verse 25. And I believe this just ties it all up very simply. It's just one line. But I believe that as we do this, as we do what this command tells us in Galatians 5.25, we will see the gifts of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives in a, in a, in a, in a greater way, I believe. And so Galatians 5.25, and I close with this, says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Holy Spirit. And whatever that takes... That may mean we have to lay down some things in our lives that we know prevent us walking and being in step with the Holy Spirit. I pray that we, as a church, every one of us, will grasp hold of this command that we will live by the Spirit and that we will keep in step with the Holy Spirit. That means we don't go ahead of the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit leads us and he guides us. Let's be in step with him as he leads us through our lives together. Amen. Let's pray. Hallelujah. If the musicians want to come up as, I, as I'm praying. Father God, you are incredible, Lord, and we, we love you and worship you this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have chosen us to be your body. And so, Lord, we want to be the most effective, the strongest body that we can possibly be. As we, as we fulfill the commission that you've put on us as the church to go into all the world, to make disciples, to baptise them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that as we keep in step with your Holy Spirit, as we allow your Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us, Lord, that, Lord, we will be edified ourselves but the church, us, Delancey, will be edified, will be built up by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we will be men and women, children, young people that are expectant, always expectant that you will move in your power. That each day when we rise, that we will pray, Lord, use me by the power of your Holy Spirit today. And Lord, we will see Many lives changed and transformed by the power of your Holy Spirit. That we will see salvation. Lord, that we will see healing. Lord, that we will see miracles. Lord, that we will see all these gifts of the Holy Spirit being used in your church and outside of the church. Whilst we're walking down the street, whilst we're in the coffee shop, whilst we're at work, Whilst we're at school, wherever we are, may we allow your Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. May we keep in step with your Holy Spirit, Lord. In your awesome name. Amen. Praise God.
Thank you for listening to this podcast from Delancey Church. For more podcasts, information.